Welcome to the Industrial Talk Podcast with Scott McKenzie. Scott is a passionate industry professional dedicated to transferring cutting-edge, industry-focused innovations and trends while highlighting the men and women who keep the world moving. So put on your hard hat, grab your work boots, and let's go. All right, once again, thank you very much for joining Industrial Talk, a platform dedicated to you, industrial professionals all around the world. You are bold, you are brave, you dare greatly, you collaborate, you solve problems, and you're making the world a better place. Thank you very much for what you do, and thank you for your continued support. Now, Samson is in the hot seat. Fictive is the company, and we're going to be talking about CNC machining complex components. Let's get a cracking. Yeah, this is this one. This is a paper and pencil conversation. You will get right off the bat Samson's passion to help you succeed. Right there, he's he's amazing, and uh, it's an enjoyable conversation. And Fictive, I believe Fictive is really disrupting the way we look and design parts because they're able to provide their flat platform at Fictive.com. That's F-I. CTIV.com and uh, go out there and just look around. But the best part about it is if you say, hey, give me a 10% discount on my first order, click on it, enter industrial talk, boom, 10% discount right then and there. All right, we have no time to waste. Here is Samson. Enjoy the conversation. Samson, welcome to Industrial Talk. Thank you very much for finding time in your busy schedule. Really appreciate you sharing your insights and wisdom with the best listenerships, ships, can I say that, in the universe, Industrial Talk. Thank you, man. How are you doing? Pretty good. And thank you so much, Scott, for having me on your podcast today. I really appreciate it. I am so excited. I got to tell you, your form, I'm looking at your form that you filled out because Listeners, I, I I don't create this stuff out of it. It's all about the uh, individual being interviewed mm-hmm. and what they want to talk about. And I'm excited about this one. Before we get into that conversation there, Samson, give us a little background for the listeners to know who you are. Yes, my name is Samson Olarawaju. My last name I know is difficult to pronounce, so you could just call me Samson. Um, yeah, we are. But I'm going <laughs> to have your full name out on Industrial Talk. Oh, thank you. Thank you. appreciate it. I can have some people practice pronouncing it. But uh, Yes, I am. Yes. Uh, my background is in aerospace engineering. I uh, studied aerospace engineering in Ukraine. Um, I worked as an aircraft design engineer for almost a decade. And I transitioned into my new role here at Fictive uh, as a technical applications engineer. So I managed the um, technical requirements gathering for the manufacturing of products, um, especially for the CNC manufacturing processes. Um, and I support our customers to ensure that all the products we do manufacture meets their quality requirements. So that's the role I play right now at Fictive. But you don't just stay within the aerospace. You're able to sort of take the knowledge that you have, the precision knowledge that you have, and be able to apply it to pretty much anything that comes across your desk, right? Correct. That's the beauty about manufacturing. Um, the the fundamentals of manufacturing applies to virtually all industries, right? So currently at Fictive, Fictive, as most people know, is not an aerospace company, but we also serve the aerospace industry. So um, I apply my knowledge, not just to the aerospace industry, but as well to the automotive, to transportation, all yeah. across the board um, for, for engineering industries in general. Correct. For the listeners, please just sort of generally speaking, mm-hmm. uh, help us understand Fictive. Fictive, um, we like to call it the Airbnb of manufacturing industries or the Uber. Ah, of manufacturing like um, yeah, we have a network of manufacturing partners um, and we're sort of the middleman. We manage that manufacturing process for our customer. We take the burden off of their shoulders. 
Um, so just to explain it in, uh, in layman's terms, the customers would come to us with their design. Um, we accept those designs, review them, ensure that we can meet those quality requirements, and then we send that to one of our manufacturing partners to meet those, um, to manufacture the part. Um, we offer different manufacturing processes, CNC, 3D printing, injection molding, um, sheet metal, urethane casting, you name it. And we have over 250 manufacturing partners across the globe. This saves our customers so much time from the supply chain issues of trying to find yeah. a manufacturing partner, trying to make the quality requirement, effective managers, all of that. And the good thing about it is the customer does not even have to have any communication whatsoever with our manufacturing partners. We we manage all of that from the beginning of the manufacturing process to the end of it, even to meeting the quality requirements. See, I like that. I, I think that that is a great service, a solution that I, I just, I, I can't poke holes in it. Are you seeing an increase in um, um, additive manufacturing for your process? Correct, exactly. Um, most customers are beginning, most um, um, OEM companies are beginning to utilize a 3D printing um, mm -hmm. manufacturing process, especially for injection molding. So think about injection molding, right? You have to get a tool in place, thousands of dollars going to creating the tools. You don't want to spend thousands of dollars in creating a tool for a part that doesn't end up meeting your design intent. So we see um, lots of manufacturing engineers, lots of designers going through the 3D printing process first, yes. get those prototypes in place, you know, test it out, give it a try before then transition into a more permanent uh, manufacturing process. Brilliant, because that was when, when back before 3D printing, that was always sort of like, you better get that design, you better get that injection mold Mm. spot on. Don't don't yeah. make any mistakes. And yeah. it's like yeah, the risks were through the roof. Yeah, exactly. I like that. That's exactly. that's brilliant. Yeah, that's genius right there. <laughs> it is. It's genius. All right, <laughs> let's talk a little bit about CNC machining, complex components. Mm. One, what does that mean? What? Give me a, an, an idea of a complex component, and then sort of state that uh, mm. problem statement. What are we dealing with? Okay, mm -hmm. talk to us. Okay, I think overview first, let's understand what CNC is, right? So CNC is a subtractive manufacturing process. And I like to explain things in layman's terms so everyone can understand, right? Amen. <laughs> so technically you're taking a tool and then you're just machining out or removing material from that existing stock material until it creates the part you want, right? Um, it's an advanced method of manufacturing, but keep in mind with everything, there's always exceptions, there's always difficulties, there's always challenges and limitations. The CNC manufacturing process has limitations because of course there are different types of uh, CNC machines. There's three axes, five axes, and so on. Um, well, just FYI, I went to IMTS <laughs> yes. up in Chicago. Mm -hmm. uh, CNC is off the charts interesting. It's it's. Yes. Go ahead. Sorry. It, it's amazing. It is amazing. It is amazing. I just watch and stare at it. It's like sometimes I just go on YouTube and just watch videos of like them just machining. That's all it's I do. Too. It yeah. <laughs> it's like oh, it's no like way. when you go to a campfire and you're just sort of staring at the fire. Yeah, exactly. You're just staring <laughs> at this thing spinning around. And go. <laughs> it's like, how is that happening? Yeah, yeah. That's that's impressive. <laughs> um, yeah. So we would consider anything. Any manufacturing of component variancy or complex part, if it makes it challenging to manufacture it from the CNC manufacturing process, right? So just an example, um, CNC has limitations. For example, there is a bounding box or bed size. Um, there are tolerance limitations. Of course, new CNC machines are being manufactured um, nowadays that can meet really tight tolerances. Um, but then things like tolerances or features on that component that makes it difficult for the CNC tool to 
um, machine easily or to create mix that part complex. And then in that scenario, as the designer and the manufacturer, you have to start thinking about either alternative methods of manufacturing that particular part or alternative methods of designing that part. So you could go two ways. You could either go ahead and simplify your design so the manufacturer can make it through CNC, or you could all along just change the whole manufacturing process itself. I have to interject here. Um, what, what did we do? I mean, the, the sophistication of today's uh, capabilities, the CNC mm -hmm. capability, I, I just can't imagine there's something that is like, I, I can't do it. I mean, they're just constantly coming out with more. How did we sort of operate in the past when we're tight tolerances? We just sort of, we just couldn't do it. Okay. Th th that's a great question. CNC has been around for, for decades now. Yeah. Right? Um, and, and the thing about technology is there's continuous improvement, right? There are tight tolerances that before CNC came out, it was impossible to, to hit. Yeah. Like two ten thousandths of an inch, for example, it was impossible. So, so things like that, what the designer would do is you would have to kind of like play around with what you have in hand, right? You, if you don't have a process to make it in, yeah. you have to make a lot of tweaks to your design, make um, sacrifice as much as you can in order to um, um, bring that design into reality, right? And here's the funny thing: uh, from just from the designing background, working as an engineer, right, for 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 almost a decade now, it kind of like has a way it plays on your mind, so to say. It's like you as a designer, you already have an idea what's available out there, right? to make your part. So from the beginning stage, from the conceptual stage, you're already designing with the intent that I know there isn't a tool out there that can make this. So I'm not gonna bother going in that direction. But now as those tools begin to come into place, as those complex high technology come into place, now the designer is more aware that, oh, I could actually stretch the band to, to an extent, right? I could now go in that direction. So it changes, it changes the industry. In and, and and the reliability of uh, manufactured parts increase because of the tight tolerances. It, there's just so much, so much yeah. benefit from all, all of that. Yeah. So what's, so with that saying, uh, so we've got, um, I'm looking at it. Give us some of the problems that we are dealing with today. Yeah, that's a good good question. Um, there there are so many things or so many reasons why a part could be com considered complex, but because of time, we'll just talk about a few of them. Yeah. Um, one of which is thin walls, and I'll just put it as simple as that: thin walls. So thin walls is imagine you have a, a component you're trying to manufacture, right? And then some feature in that component has a thin wall. Typically, we would consider something maybe less than zero point five millimeters for metals or less than one millimeters for plastics thin. Um, those can be challenging, right? Especially for industries um, that involve, that require a lot of thin walls, like in the aerospace industry or in the robotics industry where there are a lot of shells and casings. Um, the issue, reason why that is a complex problem is that when the machining tool gets to that thin wall, right, the heat transfer to the thin wall and the vibration of the tool yeah. can make that wall warm. Right. And by wall, I mean just that feature on that particular component, such that when it's sent, when you send the part out to say its assembly location or for its function, it doesn't function as, as expected because it doesn't meet the tolerance. The face there is has some warpage. And the thing about warpage is it's difficult to control. Right. So that is really challenging. And, and there are multiple ways you can go about that. Well, the question then comes should we change the design or should we change the process? Like, how can we get that done? There are some scenarios where you cannot afford to change the thickness of the walls on that on that particular component. So you have to think about either changing the manufacturing process, for instance, 
You could change the manufacturing process from just CNC to casting and then CNC. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What happens is you can cast the whole part and that feature that has those thin walls and then do a finished machining without having the tool come in contact with that wall, right? Um, the, the, the downside to that is while you can meet the requirements of the thin wall, if you require a particular type of fine surface roughness, then you still have to machine the wall, right? So that again proposes another challenge. It's a solution if you're not concerned about the surface roughness of that part, because casting can get you some some level of surface roughness. Um, the, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, you, just real quick, uh, the the need for a thin wall mm -hmm. is it just a a strive for reducing weight? It could range from reducing. It could range from reducing weight to assembly requirements yeah. or to the, to the design intent of that particular component. Yeah. Um, for the aerospace industry, absolutely for reducing weight. For the transportation industry, for example, robotics, it would most likely be when you're bringing two components together, and it has to like have a kind of snug fit to another component, and it has to slide in through. Um, so the reasons could vary depending on the industry. Yeah. 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 Um, and then. I would say another another way to to mitigate that would be um, to change the the method of ma of machining the part. So this the the way the CNC tool goes is it's subtracting material from the bounding box or the stock material. Um, you can use the um, radial depth of cut approach or the axial depth of cut approach, the RDOC or, or, or ADOC, Got and it. what that is is. I wish I had a box with me, but imagine you have a box, right? And at the fine end, at the latter end of the box is where the thin wall is, right? Yeah. What the radial depth of cut approach does in the CNC machining process is instead of taking the tool and just cutting out the stock material, you gradually step it up to the wall. So you could go by, say, take 50% off of the material, come back, take 20%, come back, take uh, 5%, and then come back, take 1%. What happens is it gives the wall time to cool down a little bit, and the vibration is not instant on that particular wall, right? right so that right, gradual right. process of going back and forth before hitting the thin wall helps limit, uh, helps me to get the tendency of warpage on that wall, right? Another approach is the axial depth of cut. So imagine if the thin wall is in the middle of the part, right? Okay. Um, if it wasn't a thin wall, the machinist can say, you know what, I'm just going to go ahead and machine all, everything on the right side of the stock material and then go ahead and machine everything on the left side, right? But if it's a thin wall, what we recommend is the machinist should go ahead and do an axial depth of cut. So you, what he does is he sections out the left, the right side and sections out the left side. And then he goes, cut to a particular depth on the right side, stop, lift it up, go to the left side, yeah. cut a little yeah. depth, stop, and then keep on interchanging. Yeah. What happens is the base part has enough rigidity to hold the wall while he's coming down gradually, as opposed to finishing the whole wall on one side and then switching over to the left side. Does that make sense? Yeah, oh, yeah. So gradual steps down allows the, the wall in the middle to manage the vibration coming in and also manage the thermal conductivity as it goes into the wall. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> I like that. I like that a lot. And and so You've got all these uh, interesting approaches as I look on your thing. And now we have these. Those are some of the solutions. What are some other solutions that you can sort of share with us on some of these, some of the problems that you are, like the complexity of geometry, all of that? H how do you guys just, I mean, 
I mean, let's say I, I submit something. I go to Fictive. I can upload the drawing. I do all that stuff. You guys are to do this. The magic behind the scene, which is doggone cool. No doubt about it. And then uh, you come back and you say, you know, it's great, a little complex, but we could do it this way. And maybe take us through that. How do you how do you evaluate something like that when I'm just I'm bent on this, I'm bent on whatever it is? Yeah, that's see, that's why we I, I recommend people to use fictive, right? Because when it comes to complexity, and I, I understand this because I came from the design world and now into the manufacturing world. So I see both sides and I see the challenges both sides are facing, right? Um, for complex geometries, right, it's 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 critical to involve the manufacturing engineer at the initial stage of your design, right? If you can. And that's one of the things Fictive brings to the platform. It's like, you don't have to finalize your design to its highest level of complexity before thinking about sending it out to the machinist because what happens then is you've spent hours and days trying to design this stuff. And then you send it to the machinist and the machine says, hey, we don't have the capabilities to make this. Like you've you've gone over the top with this, right? Ah. Um, so having team of engineers in Fictive lets us help you in that design intent, that, that design phase where it's like, you're still building your design. We can let you know the manufacturing capability is limited with this particular type of tolerance, with this particular type of feature. So you might want to change that. So we provide what we call DFM feedback. So that's design for manufacturability feedback. We provide that both on the platform and with direct conversations. We get on a call with the customer. We explain to them what the, some of the limitations that CNC has and some of the um, um, manufacturing feedbacks they can implement their design to make sure that the manufacturing process goes smoothly. Right. See, now, what, what I hear you're saying, you're just saying, yes. okay, I, I'm, I'm got, I've got a design, and, I, mm-hmm. and I'm all bent. I let's say it's this this thing right here, mm-hmm. and I'm I'm just nailing it, and I I just I can't stop working on it and tweaking it and tweaking it some more yeah what i hear you saying is that i can i can get it there you can get the concept we can have and then be able to submit it have a conversation because of your network of uh skilled you know operations yeah then then you can sit there and go okay this is what you want to do great fantastic and knowing full well when you submit it to your your network going to say that's cool yeah great we can do that exactly exactly and it saves them so much time between right you see yeah Yeah. lead time and that's one of the critical things when it comes to manufacturing it's lead time cost and quality right and that's what we bring into the table it's like hey let's get in a conversation we have our team of engineers here to help you we can trash this out in very quick amount of time and get this manufactured for you as quickly as possible what is what's the pushback on this stuff? Because I, I just like for me, maybe I'm your target audience or target <laughs> uh, uh, design guy. Because th- the simple fact that I could save time—that mm. is always like, yeah, that's great. And and the other f- fact is that I can leverage uh, your uh, expertise to get the right thing at the right time, so that when you submit it, it does it, it does what exactly what we're supposed mm. to do. What's the pushback? What do you get? Um- that's a, that's a good question, and, and and it varies from industry to industry, and not just varies from industry to industry, but it also varies from company to company as well. Of the three factors I just mentioned, lead time, cost, yeah. and quality, the only thing that's consistent and that's required across all board, across all company, across all industry is quality. That's all. Like that is all that's consistent across board. When it comes to lead time and cost, depending on the company, depending on the stage of their production. Depending on the project, some of them 
values one over the other, right? Some might say, hey, listen, we can pay you a million bucks. Just get this for us by tomorrow. And some might say, hey, listen, we're not in a tight rush for late time. We don't really care about late time. This is a project that's scheduled for six months from now. <laughs> so right now we're not really concerned about the late time. What we're concerned about is the cost. Can you bring this down? So yeah. it varies depending on what stage they are in their project and depending on the company as well. So there could be that pushback um, depending on what they value at the moment. But the reality is, is that, that you know, I, I, I speak to a lot of people and they, they just want people that they can trust to have yeah. a conversation with trusted individuals because yeah. I, I might not, I, I need to collaborate. I need to have that conversation mm -hmm. to know that I'm doing it right because the last thing you want is not to do it right. And it gets frustrating and it's like, you know, I don't want to get up out of bed because I got to deal with it. Right. <laughs> but the reality true, is, right? is, yeah, it's true. Yeah. And it yeah. would be just, I, I just, I'm I'm struggling, but at least even when somebody says I'm pushing back because ah, the lead time is, mm -hmm. you know, let's it's it's down the road away, so let's get it right here, whatever it is, um, you can still have that conversation. Exactly, and that's what builds trust, and I I, I believe that's what yes. makes fictive stand out in the industry is that we have roles within fictive that we call TAEs, that's a technical applications engineers. These are the guys in Fictive that will jump on a call with you anytime. And actually, I am one of those TAEs. We will jump on that face-to-face -face call on Zoom, on the phone. You could call us, email us to have that conversation and let you know that, hey, listen, we're not just taking your part and sending it up to some random person. Like, we are heavily involved in your project just as much as you are. And we're here to make sure that your project meets your required quality requirements. But right? see, you're also, you're taking, uh, you're taking a risk position too. You're going to say, hey, we want it right. We're going to work through this, and 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 we'll we'll also work in conjunction with you and, and make sure that it's right because we we want it to be right. Correct. You, exactly. The last thing exactly. you want is to say, "Hey, Scott got a part that uh, didn't meet any expectations, and that's yeah. not good for anybody, right?" Correct. Correct. And that's why we have systems in place, right? We have um, technical customer support. We have quality documents that we actually send out to the customer, right, before they get the parts. Right. So when the parts are made, we inspect this doc, we inspect this component, See? we send it out to them, we send them the pictures. Hey, look at it, make sure it meets your requirements, they approve of it, and then we ship it out to them. So we the, the transparency is there, is what it is. And, yeah. and I think that is crucial in an industry like this. Gosh, how do people get a hold of you there, Samson? Um, you could reach out to us directly on the website, www.fictive.com. Um, there's a chat button right at the bottom left corner, or you could just send us an email directly. Um my well my I would have to spell that out because it, it, it has... Okay, I'll have it out there. Plus, <laughs> plus, you're out on LinkedIn and I'll have that. And, and you know, right. I'll yeah. have all the contact information for Samson, so don't worry. Yeah. Don't yeah. so worry. And yeah, out, his... yeah, I'll have to spell it out to them, the last name. I think I might have to change my last name, so it's easier for people to remember. But yeah. <laughs> It's okay, Samson. I got the Samson right. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> no problem. You are absolutely spectacular. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate thank it. you very much. All right, listeners, we're going to wrap it up on the other side. Thank you very much for joining. Thank you very much for your support. We're going to have all the contact information for Samson out there on Industrial Talk. You need to reach out to him, and you need to reach out to Fictive because they're pretty cool people. So thank you very much. We will be right back. You're listening to the Industrial Talk Podcast Network. As always, thank you very much for joining Industrial Talk, and thank you for your continued support. How about that conversation? How about that conversation? Samson is the guy that you need to put on your bucket list to connect with. Fictive is the company. Go out to Fictive.com. That is 
F-I-C-T-I-V.com. And I want you to get a 10% discount. You want a quote, you want a 10% discount, you need to go right there. Test drive them. You will not be disappointed. Talk about a lot of passion. A lot of passion at Victim to help solve your problems. All right. Be bold. Be brave. Dare greatly. Hang out with Samson and you're going to change the world. Thank you very much for joining. And we're going to have another great conversation shortly. So stay tuned.